Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, men, welcome back to the God-Centered Man Show. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Hey, look, if you're new here, uh, what we are doing is we're looking to the Word of God and looking at what is our royal identity, who we are in Christ, what do we have, so we can start to live uh, the abundant life that we are called to live. Now, I want to say this, that uh, there is a destiny uh, for men. There is a place to rise up and and to claim that right our birthright and claim that inheritance and and claim uh, everything that we have and to begin to utilize the resources that are available to us and begin to walk in it at a higher capacity than we currently are so uh, that is my mission in talking to you and we are talking about breaking free from the religious struggle and that is this concept and idea that our behavior is attached to our righteousness and that God's acceptance is based upon our performance. So religion says this. Religion says that you must give to get. We under, understand that concept. Religion says that God will love you, accept you, and you'll, you'll be part of the family if you give. If you give your all, if you uh, sacrifice whatever, and you meet the conditions and the requirements. Now, grace says something far different. Grace says that God so loved that he gave. So I want you to see these two differences. The humanistic, man-centered mindset is that you must give to get. And then from God's perspective, he says that he so loved that he gave. Now, the whole uh, religious system and all of these ideas of religiosity, they only uh, uh, proclaim that you must give to get, right? And then if for some reason, here's what they say. If for some reason, you know, God doesn't uh, produce like you think he ought to, then you just didn't measure up enough, right? You weren't holy enough. uh, You weren't sanctified enough. You weren't whatever enough. But what it all correlates to is that you are the one responsible to to get the blessings of God. And if for somehow uh, he didn't come through, there's always a good enough reason why you are unworthy, right? And why you are undeserving. So this is the number one reason why religiosity keeps up the image that God is not satisfied with us, okay? And so this concept and this idea of this angry God that must be appeased and must be satisfied... That image has to keep rolling, okay? Instead of uh, proclaiming a God of love that who is satisfied and and whose demands and requirements have met and we can now enter into that peaceful relationship and have acceptance, we can't have that kind of message going on, okay? Inside of religiosity, religiosity has to keep up the idea that God is extremely angry with you and he's frustrated with you. And if you can just get it right then um, he will be happy with you, okay? And so this correlates to God is not satisfied with you. In fact, I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot of religious services week after week, and I hear about how unhappy God is and how dissatisfied he is. And and the bottom line is that you leave there saying that, man, I need to try harder, right? 
because there's something in my life that isn't quite working. I'm not measuring up. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm walking into the abundant life. And so they tell me that I need to try harder, right? Instead of hearing about how God so loved that he gave, you hear about the flip side uh, of what you can do for them. Okay. So this is a man-centered focused and it, it, it bottom line is God is not satisfied which communicates to you that you need to try harder, okay? So inside of the struggle is just going around and around and around. And then I begin to interpret the negative things that happen inside of my life as uh, evidence of divine displeasure, okay? And I and I begin to look at those things and say, well, God's not happy with me because, um, you know, I'm in scarcity or I don't have enough money or I'm not sure how I'm going to work this out or or some uh, mental illness falls upon your child or, or physical illness or whatever, then we begin to, because of our religious mindset and the things that we've been taught, that we automatically been to begin to correlate that those things are happening because of my sin and because I am sinful. And God's angry with me. He's frustrated. So he's teaching me a lesson that I won't soon forget. You get how all of this ties into this this religious uh, conditioning that we have been conditioned with. Now, the foundation of Christianity is he gave himself. The fuel for religion is for you to give yourself. If you want acceptance, you want the love, you want whatever, right? And so Christ gave himself for the purpose and intention to deliver us. Now to deliver us from multiple different things that we're gonna we're gonna go into, but the the point in here is that that Christ died for the freedom of those who were enslaved, and we were enslaved to many things. Now this word deliver means to really to just to tear them out, to release them so they can let go, and also means to to rescue them and to pull them out of. Now this is what the whole death and the purpose of Christ was to release us. To deliver us, and uh, scriptures say that he has delivered us from the law, which is the religious mindset that is uh, causing us so much pain inside of our life. So this deliverance, what is it from? Number one is that it's delivered us from the world. So I talked to you uh, previously um, about these things that you know we have um, we have a couple of different enemies, okay. And I want to be very upfront with you what these enemies are. And that is, first of all, it's uh, religiosity. Okay. And that is when you begin to read the words of Jesus and you see the way he spoke to those good guys, the ones who had it all together, the, the people of the word, the temple worshipers, and you see the, the communication that he had from, you see that oftentimes... Uh, religiosity is the worst enemy of good. Okay, so when it comes to Christian men, sometimes we can we can enter into this relationship, and then we we lose sight of the relationship. So then we get we we divert ourselves over to legalism, and we divert ourselves over to religiosity. And what that means is that we end up just going through the motions. Uh, singing along, clapping along, doing all these religious observances and duties and giving our money and all this and thinking that uh, we're somehow uh, connected to God based upon those religious observances, okay? When in reality, we need to really see how how religiosity is actually keeping us away from real relationship, okay? Number one, 
enemy. Okay, number two is the world. Now, the world and its systems is in a process of erosion, and that is the world is getting worse, not better. Okay, and that's just the reality of things. Uh, if you go into biblical prophecy, you can see the head started with gold, and then it went to, to brass, and then and the end result of these kingdoms of this world is iron mixed with clay. And you can see the erosion that is taking place within society, within the world. So I'm not going to go into detail on that, just to give you a clear biblical rep representation that the world is in a, a process of erosion and falling apart and decaying okay it's getting worse not better now we on the other hand as men should grab a hold of our destiny and that destiny is to be the light okay the light of the world and the city on the hill and the and the candle that is lit does not hide in darkness and understanding that as the world uh, falls apart and goes hell in a handbasket if you will that we are the ones that are that have the illumination that we are the ones who have the inspiration and that we have the ones that are walking inside of love okay so the world the next one is the flesh okay this is what we are called to be delivered from. This is what Christ calls us out of. He calls us out of that religiosity mindset. He calls us out of the world. And he calls us out of the flesh. Now the flesh is this lower nature. Okay, I've talked about this previously. That understanding the nature of, of humanity is a broken, is a marred vessel. It is a fear-based nature that has its foundation in insecurity. Okay? You look in uh, the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit and you see the effects of it and immediately you begin to understand that they are in scarcity, they are in fear, they're lying, they're making excuses, they're blame shifting, they're doing all of these things and this is the condition of humanity. This is the state which we are all born in, right? The Bible says that we're born in sin and shaped by iniquity. What that means is that we're born with this nature and we're also conditioned and shaped by the world and in the iniquity that's around us. So this is the state and the condition. Now, humanism will deny all that and say that you, you're just this loving being and, and, and you're just so full of love and all of these different things. But the reality uh, uh, of our experience tells us that something's wrong, okay? Think about this for a moment, that all we have to do is look at the world around us and come to the conclusion that there's something wrong, okay? As far as natural disasters in, in the world and it's in this form of, uh, of chaos and disaster and all these different things, we say there's something wrong with the world and we look at society and culture and the way that we kill one another and all these different things and we come to the conclusion that there's something wrong. We look at our lives and how they're, they're full of ups and downs and roller coasters and pain and all of these different things. And we come to the conclusion there's something wrong. And all of this whole information that we're getting is communicating that something is wrong. But humanism says that you are so right, okay, that you are, you are wonderful and all of these different things. So it just con uh, contradicts all the information that's, that we are getting. There is something wrong, okay? And that is that the, the flesh that is that lower sinful nature that is rooted in fear and insecurity is a thing that we are called to be delivered from, okay? Now, looking at it this way, that um, self-denial and viewing self as the connectedness to the lower nature, we begin to understand that 
as we're delivered from this flesh, that it is our responsibility to tell ourselves no. It's our responsibility to resist. It's our responsibility to begin to rise in defiance to what the flesh wants, right? What is in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, okay? All right, and the last one that uh, understanding deliverance from is evil, okay? Now, that is this uh, natural influence of evil that seeks to corrupt and in all of that stuff. So, the will of God. We like to think that it's something mysterious. We often uh, sh- uh, struggle in understanding, knowing the will of God. But Paul said deliverance. Deliverance is according to the will of God our Father. So, the bottom line message is this. Is that God wanted you free. He wanted you free so much that he was willing to pay the price for your freedom. And this deliverance of freeing us from a religiosity, from the world and its systems, from from our own uh, frail, scarcity, fearful nature, and from the influence of evil and the enemy himself. This is all the will of God for you. Okay. So you might ask yourself, what is the will of God for my life? His will for me is deliverance. His will for me is that I walk in freedom. So anytime I choose the thing that which gets me bound up entangled, and fearful and insecure, that this is not the will of God for my life. Now, the responsibility comes with this is that knowing and understanding that this is the will of God, that I must stand on that. And I must respond to that and I must act on that because the will of God is not going to automatically happen in my life. I must believe that deliverance is for me. I must understand that I am walking in freedom today. And that means if I want to uh, walk with him, I can. If I want to fall short and go back to the beggarly elements of the world, I could do that too. But the responsibility lies on me because I am free. Okay. Now, God finds no pleasure in his children struggling to earn his favor. Okay. Religion, on the other hand, will tie heavy loads on your back that you're unable to bear. So the will of God for you is this, freedom. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute, like how freedom is such a liability, okay? So God says, you know, I'm going to make man in my image, okay? And just that concept and idea alone comes with it freedom because God is free, right? God could do whatever he wants when he wants and and say what he wants and all of these different things. We understand that he is uh, morally free, okay? And if he was going to make man in, in his image, then he was going to give them that freedom also. Now, with that freedom came the great capacity to fail, Now, many people look at that saying that God made something flawed and all this and that and the other thing. But the reality is, is that if he wanted uh, to create something that was like him, then he had to create it with the capacity to do great evil also. 
Okay, he had to cre create it with the capacity uh, for choice. Now, whatever you empower somebody with choice, you uh, bring with it also the capacity to utterly fail. Okay, any father knows this. As your children grow up, you uh, you pull less and less uh, away, and you try to instill values in them, and you give them options, and you say. Well, you know, this is probably the best thing to do, and this is uh, probably the decision that you, you should make and all these different things, but the reality is it's up to them to choose. And this, this reality is why we, uh, why we have efficacy. This reality is why we are, are sovereign. This reality is why we even have an option and a choice in this world today is because that's the way that God created us. He created us to be free now we take that freedom and we make choices that begin to enslave ourselves so god's will is for freedom and for liberty and for you to experience the full reality of that now if you take that freedom and you begin to enslave yourself and you begin to entangle yourself, what you actually do is put yourself back in the position of slavery. Okay? God says, I want you free. So look at the areas of your life and ask yourself, where am I enslaving myself? Where in my life am I not walking in freedom? Inside of the areas, family, faith, fitness, and finance, ask yourself, where? Am I enslaving myself through habits and routines that are not glorifying God and bringing the success that I want inside of my life? And make a commitment today that I'm going to shed those things. All right, brothers. I'm excited for this podcast. I will talk to you again soon. Peace.